and excited to be with you. And we're going to do this once a week for the next several weeks. Um, you may remember last Monday we uploaded an article called Six Fits to Position Your Church for Maximum Gospel Impact. And this, we've been talking about some, some different things that churches need to think through in order to have that positioning to speak into the community, to have big gospel impact coming out of the quarantine. So these, those six pivots that were in the article were this. Be the church outside the church. Provide balanced options, uh, which is corporate and groups, groups engagement. And then the third one was equip members to share Jesus, to give them Jesus. The fourth was consider a new church model. Possibly. There's a lot of discussion people are having of that. We, we're going to talk through, is that uh, adequate for you or not? The fifth was in, one was empower leaders and parents to be disciple makers. And then the sixth one, focus your methods to achieve your mission. Now, today what we're going to do is we're going to flesh out that first one. Be the church outside the church. And uh, I'm joined here with our consultants, and uh, we're not going to go through like we did in the very first one where we talk about all of them, but we've got uh, in the Northwest region, Dr. Tim Smith is with us, and he's actually, in just a moment, I'm going to turn it over to him, and Tim's going to guide us through an article that he uploaded, and we're going to talk through that and give some creative ideas and examples. We also have in the Northeast region, Kenneth Acock. In the West Central, we've got Mike Taylor. In the East Central, we've got uh, Matthew Gibbs. And then in the uh, North or Southwest, we have Dr. PJ Dunn. And in the Southeast, we have Ray Sullivan with us. Uh, Dallas um, is, is not able to be with us. And uh, Dallas White is one of our consultants that is a statewide in small groups consulting. He's not able to be with us today. But let's jump in here, Tim, because um, we know that one of those main shifts that churches need to make, matter of fact, I just got off the phone with, with two of our pastors uh, this morning, and this idea that their main shift up front, that, that the big pivot they made up front was just, man, how do we go online? How do we get worship going? How do we get our, our Sunday school or small groups to meeting online? And now they're asking a second question, which is really what we talked about um, the last two weeks is you got to start thinking beyond the moment in preparing for what's coming. So now they're, they're talking about things like how can we start serving in the community where people even know that we're here and know that we care during these difficult times. So Tim, I'm going to give that to you in just a second. Let me make one comment. For those of you who are watching uh, with us, we want you to comment because again, we're going to give something away. We got some free swag that we're going to give out. Uh, I'll give you a choice between uh, a really cool uh, multi-directional umbrella that you'll be able to have that has our Georgia Baptist Discipleship logo on it, or you can choose a vest. We had a we have a couple of extra vests that we let you choose between those. So uh, make sure you comment, make sure you ask questions, and we'll be uploading some questions along the way because listen, one of our main things, and you're going to hear us say that every time we get on, and every time we sit in front of you in your church, we don't exist for you to come and listen and to do what we say. We exist to serve you. So we're going to throw out some ideas, but the strength of this team is the larger team. It's all of our pastors, associate pastors, our discipleship leaders, asking questions and resourcing, networking together to come up with a really good product and answer. So, uh, Doc, Tim, would yeah. you uh, take charge here and guide us through some discussion? 
Sure. Thank you, Scott. And yeah, man, free stuff's always great. So make sure you share this with all the people uh, in your group, in your church, and uh, and uh, maybe they'll have an opportunity to win that really cool umbrella or that cool vest. Yeah, I wrote a blog a couple of weeks ago that kind of moved beyond the immediate. You know, when, when this thing first rolled out, everybody was focused on two things. And that was, how do I get my sermon, my my preaching, our worship service online, and then number two, how do we get giving online? And so uh, that was kind of the immediate. And then a little bit after that, uh, people started saying, you know, I really need to get my groups, my Sunday school classes online to start connecting. And so we kind of worked through that. And it's amazing to see the, the number of Sunday school classes. But one of the things that we're seeing now is people are saying, you know, we're into this thing for a little bit longer than what we thought, maybe in it a little bit longer than we think. So they're saying, you know, we need to do a better job with connecting with our neighbors. And in this social distancing, the, uh, the stay at home orders, how do we do that? So I did an article about connecting with your neighbors through an online gathering. And, and I, I began that by saying, you know, historically, the Christian church has always been on the forefront of meeting needs, of caring for people, praying, uh, supplying. I mean, throughout our history, uh, that has been the case. And I think now, more than ever, we have a wonderful opportunity as Christians, as the body of Christ, as a church, uh, to really connect and minister in a different way. And so in this article, uh, I, I, I had three things that you got to do in order to connect with your neighbors through an online group, and that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, the first thing that's got to happen is, is you've got to discover who your neighbors are, uh, whether you live in a subdivision, an apartment complex, or like I do out in the middle of the woods, uh, you've you got to find out who your neighbors are. And there's some low-tech ways to do that, as well as some high-tech ways uh, to discover who uh, your neighbors are. Uh, and uh, Matthew Gibbs is going to help us with the uh, the, the low-tech end of it. Uh, Matthew, what are you finding that that people are doing? Maybe some some things that you've done in your church uh, for your people to discover who their neighbors are. Well, thank you, Tim, and, and uh, welcome to all those who are uh, watching us. Um, you know, it's interesting in these times we find ourselves in how important it is to begin to connect with, with people, um, especially in our neighborhoods. Uh, I was having a conversation with one of our church members the other day, and uh, they were telling me about some folks that they had talked to um, who were greatly concerned, uh, not believers, uh, and as believers, we have a true hope. And so as we connect with our neighbors and with uh, folks outside, uh, outside our church, it gives us an opportunity to share our hope with them and share uh, how we can be concerned about the situation without being consumed. And uh, I've talked with a couple of folks, and one of the ways uh, to uh, connect with your neighbors is just to simply, a low-tech way, is just to give them a card. I know you've put that card uh, in our in the blog there, and I actually have a copy of one right here. I don't know if you can see that there. Yeah, and it just says, hello, neighbor. Are you self-isolating? Let's connect. And then you just put your information, uh, or how they can text you or email you. And it's just a way to begin to connect with the people 
around you, a real simple way to do that. Also, uh, my wife and I, just so that we're not so stir crazy, have been getting out and walking in the evenings. Uh, and uh, of course, uh, we've met quite a few of our neighbors that way. Folks out walking their dogs and just uh, walking with their kids. Uh, I, I heard uh, someone say that it's not the virus that's gonna kill us if we're in the house too long. It might be us killing each other. So a lot of folks are getting outside and so that was just an interesting way to meet some folks in our neighborhood we didn't already know uh, and just to communicate with them. And so uh, just some easy ways to connect, uh, just low tech, use a card, put it in their mailbox, put it in a bag and put it on their uh, door handle. It's just a way to, to begin to communicate with people and let them know we're here, we're concerned about them, and we'd like to be a help to them if we can. All right, so uh, it can be that, that that copy of that card is in the blog. You've shown an example. It can be just as simple as saying, here's my name, here's my email, here's my cell phone, uh, and, and begin to get connected with them that way. Thank you, Matthew. Now, on the, the high-tech end of it, uh, there's some ways for us to discover who our neighbors are um, through high-tech, and uh, Mike Taylor is going to help us uh, with that. Uh, so, Mike, what are some of the high-tech ways to connect with our neighbors? Um, I'm uh, in a particular situation where um, our community has its own Facebook group, and uh, I'm able to already have communication with them. Some of that has been going on for some time. And so I've got a really good connection there and, um, and building that, been building those relationships for some time online. So I've already got that. So one way is just the Facebook uh, group page for your subdivision. And hopefully if you live in a subdivision, that's a, that's a good way to do it. Another one is, um, is to use the, um, the product called Nextdoor com and that's a that's a method that uh, really encompasses a larger area than a subdivision in many cases but it gives community information uh, in general and people can begin to communicate and get to know each other through that through local news it's really more for a larger community or area and then also uh, another way that we can get drilled down to actual names and who lives in what houses in our area would be Mission Insight or Bless Every Home. And both of those are really good. I can, I can pull up, for example, on Bless Every Home or Mission Insight, I can pull up a map of, of my community and it literally puts the names of the individuals right there on that, uh, on that map over the top of their house. And I can look at that and I can pray for them and I can get to know them that way and get to begin to build a ministry through these particular apps toward these families and doing those things. So there's been some ways out there to really connect uh, with our neighbors uh, that way. And it's just a, a great time to really utilize these things. And I'm gonna post these on the, on the conversation here. And, and so how folks can get on that and use those in their community and in their neighborhoods. Yeah, in the, uh, in the blog, the um, the next door app uh, that link is in there already. Uh, the bless every home. I got my list this morning. Uh, I get five of my neighbors every day with their name and their address, and I pray for my neighbors uh, by name and by address. 
uh, every day. So Mike, thank you for those resources. So you got the high tech way, you know, those websites, those apps, those tools, and then you got the low tech of just putting a card uh, in the mailbox with your contact information introducing yourself. So the first thing is we got to find out who our neighbor, uh, who our neighbors are. And then the second thing that we've got to do is that we've got to invite our neighbors. Well, we got to make sure that we got something to invite them to a platform, a, a, an online group. And, and, and there's a lot of tools that are out there uh, for doing online groups. And uh, PJ, can, can you help us with some ideas? Because there's a lot of stuff out there. Um, what, what are some platforms some tools that we can have an online group with our neighbors? Yeah, it's, uh, there, the, the options are limitless. And so uh, that's not an exaggeration. Uh, pretty much everybody out there has some kind of platform that we can connect on. So um, the overarching principle to everything I'm about to say is use the one you're comfortable with, the one that you're most familiar with, the one that you've practiced, that's going to be the one that's going to connect best. So something that we always have to keep in mind is that we're trying to be relational. And you can't be relational if you're a robot that's not sure what button to hit next. And, and that translates into software. And so the more comfortable we get, the more we do it, the better it is. So using something like Facebook Live to be able to talk one way with a group, you know, that's, that's one way you can have a closed group inside of there where you can do um, conversations and those kind of things. You can do Zoom meeting, much like we're doing now. Uh, it's a low investment if you wanted to even pay for the upgraded version just for a couple of months, right? We're in a season and that may not go on forever. So it's the cost of a Bible study that you would have purchased on your own, but you can share that with your neighbors um, and go ahead and pay for that version. Google Hangouts is another one. Microsoft Teams is another one. Um, there's even texting based things that don't have videos. So there are people that say, I don't really want my, my picture up here and I don't want to be a bobblehead on a screen. So uh, what can we do? Well, you can do WhatsApp, you can do iMessage, you can do all kinds of texting based things, even Facebook Messenger, where you can just message each other with your neighbors. And so the, the, the real principle there is to find a way to connect that works for you, that works for your environment. It may be as low tech as passing notes between doors and doing pen pal uh, in your neighborhood. It just depends on, on what works for you. You know, a lot of great ideas. Um, are you going to, um, you're going to post those, um, on the side. Yeah. yeah I'll post them in our, in our chat here uh, and I'll post them on the side as well. Make sure we get yeah, them all up there. The one I put in the app, I put zoom, the, the Google uh, meet is another one. Did a, I did a group this morning on Google meet. Um, now, I'm going to make a confession here. Okay. Um, man, use what you got. Okay. There's probably somebody, one of your friends that's having to do this because of work. I work for the Georgia Baptist mission board. We have a thing called Microsoft teams and I'm using that with my, with, with, with my group. And, and so guys don't tell on me, don't, don't, don't tell on me that I'm using Georgia Baptist mission board teams to connect with my neighbors and connect with my Sunday school class. But, but I'm using the tools that I've got to, to do that. And so PJ, you're right. There's probably somebody in your neighborhood that's, that's already doing this and maybe they would be willing to facilitate it and help it happen. So 
there's tons of tools out there. So, so we've determined who our neighbors are. We've, we found out who they are. We, we, we've got a connection with them, whether a low tech or high tech way. We've, uh, we've identified the platform that we're going to use for our online group. Now we've got to, to have the invite. We've got to, we've got to say, yeah, we connected. You, I told you who I was. I found out who you are. Now we're going to do an online group and we got to invite them. So how are we going to do that? Ray, you're going to talk to us about how we can um, send that invite uh, to our neighbors to get them to our online gathering. Yeah, thank you, Tim. Um, just want to say hello to everybody watching. So thankful that you guys are uh, taking the time to be here with us today. I miss you all. Uh, we all do. We don't really like doing it this way, but uh, it's, it is good that we can connect and, and we really appreciate you taking the time uh, to do this. You know, I'm in an interesting situation right now because I'm in the middle of a move. And so uh, we're moving from Reedsville uh, to Hoboken. And uh, the other day, uh, we just got a mailbox put up. And, and the other day, uh, there was a card that was placed in my mailbox where, where we're moving. Now, I don't know my neighbor's uh, where I am. We, we just got here. And so I've got the card here. It was a great card. Uh, and it had Exodus 12, 13 on it. Uh, and just said, now the blood shall be a sign for you on the house where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. The plague shall not be on you to destroy you. And then underneath it, it says your home has been prayed for. This red, red ribbon placed on your mailbox represents that your home is covered by the blood of Jesus. And I'm going to tell you that that was special. Uh, to me, you know, that somebody took the time to do that, to, to invest uh, in our community. And, and on the back, um, they put on the back, we love y'all and we'll be praying for y'all. Uh, and they put their name now there. But here's where I think we need to go one step further. Uh, and if you have this idea where you're trying to create uh, this opportunity to create groups, you know, taking this card and then placing on that card some contact info at that time, your phone number, um, an email and just simply say, hey, we're all self-isolating. Um, one of the good things that may come out of this is an opportunity for us to connect with one another. And then you can even put on that card, um, we're starting a group online uh, where we can connect, get to know each other and, and pray uh, for each other. And so uh, you could put on there, if you would like to be prayed for, if you have any specific things that we could pray for, you know, please contact me. And that gives you an opportunity there to gather that information from them. So it's, it's a great idea to, to do the card to let them know that they're being prayed for. And listen, the, the more things we can do to kind of combine these things together. I love this idea because, you know, we can do this on social media. We, we can do it by just picking up a telephone number, trying to find some numbers. But, but hey, if you can go prayer walk your neighborhood, you know, so, so you're prayer walking, you're getting your vitamin D, you're getting your exercise, you're praying over your neighbors, then you're, you're blessing them by placing this card in there, but you're also inviting them to be a part of that next step. And you're starting more groups for your church, which we know is extremely important when it comes to discipleship. And so you can do all of that through this opportunity, prayer walk your neighborhood, place these in the mailbox. Now, people have asked me, said, well, what, you know, can we use the mailboxes? Are we not supposed to put things in federal mailboxes? Um, I don't think right now it's really that big of a deal. Uh, it's probably easier to ask for forgiveness uh, right now, but I, a lot of this has been happening. I haven't heard any issues about it. You know, respect your local authority. If there's an issue, don't do it. Uh, you may have to go to the door, place something on the door. Um, 
you know, be creative in this, but use this opportunity with your family, with your spouse, prayer walk your neighborhood, create an opportunity to start a group. People want to connect right now. They want to know uh, who's around them. What are we going through? And you want to bless them and you want to pray for them. So here's a way to do that. Create that platform to have that go door to door, pray over them and invite them to come and to be a part of this group. And it's going to be amazing to see what happens on the other side of this, of all the new groups uh, that are started uh, through these virtual um, ways that we're doing it now. Great, great thoughts there, Ray. Appreciate that. So um, send, put that card with that invite, with your contact email, and say we're going to do this group so that we can get to know each other better, so that we can pray together and, 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 and have, a, have a short uh, lesson or study of God's word. So great tool. Now that, you know, what do you do if you don't have a mailbox? Well, you put it in a, in a Ziploc bag and hang it on the fence post, uh, yeah. you know, well, do whatever said, you put it on the, put it on the front porch, just, yeah. just set it yeah. somewhere uh, where it can be easily seen, stick it in the door. Yeah. And just be mindful of the social distancing and, and things that you do. So great. Appreciate that, Ray. So we've identified who our neighbors are. We've got the platform of what we're going to do, the group on. Now we've invited them. Now it's time to have the group. And so what, what does that look like? What do, now just remember, this is not a seminary class. <laughs> These are going to be maybe church folks, maybe unchurched folks. These may be people that don't know the Lord, don't have any church background, may not even like church. But, but we've got an opportunity. So it's not going to be a seminary class, not even going to be a Sunday school class. Probably looking at a time of about 30, 45 minutes there. Uh, and I, in the blog, I gave you some ideas about what that kind of group looks like, some of the stuff that we do on the foreign mission field in, in cities uh, that I put there in the blog. But, uh, hey, Kenneth A. Cox. Uh, over there, northeast, brother. What 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 needs to happen in this online gathering with our neighbors? Hey Tim, you're exactly right, and I appreciate the opportunity to be part of uh, this meeting right now and share these uh, ideas that we have, and just praying for churches as they seek to minister in new ways at this time. And one of the the key things we need to remember, we need to spend some time getting to know our neighbors. If we've invited them, if we've reached out to them, we want to know. Uh, and identify what needs that they have. You know, do you have a senior adult neighbor that may need some help getting groceries? Uh, do you have someone in your neighborhood or your neighbor that, that may have lost their, their job and they, they may need different types of assistance right now? The key point is to always remember that Jesus met physical needs as well as spiritual needs. So this is a great opportunity for that. You also mentioned in your blog post, uh, uh, commonly known scriptures that you could use for Bible study uh, that you can share with your neighbors, but you also might want to think about uh, addressing specific topics as well. And I've just got three uh, that I wanted to mention in a verse of scripture that goes along with it. Uh, maybe you've got a neighbor who's experiencing stress. Maybe it's about their employment or other challenges that they're, that they're facing. Uh, Philippians 4.19 reminds us, says, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Also, uh, you may have someone in your neighborhood that's dealing with anxiety. There's a lot of people dealing with anxiety right now just for the mere fact of what's going on and everything associated with the coronavirus. 
First uh, Peter 5, 7 tells us that we can cast all our care upon him for he cares for you. So when we have those anxious thoughts or dealing with anxiety, we can always turn to the Lord because he cares for us. And you also uh, may have some neighbors that are, that are seeking peace right now. And one, one verse we can always share is John 16, 33. These things I've spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. This is an excellent opportunity for us to share with our neighbors what true peace really is and that it's found in a right relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen, brother. Great. Hey, Kenneth, those, those topics and those verses, will you uh, post these in the conversation bubble here so that we can have that and share that with everybody? That's some great ideas there. I love what you said at the beginning about, you know, we've, we've got to connect with them. We've got to uh, find out those uh, situations, those needs, you know, senior adult that may need groceries or, or may need uh, somebody to go pick up a prescription uh, or, or to take their uh, mail to the post office. I don't know, but there, there's probably some, some needs that we can meet. Um, I know that one of the things that my group's working on right now is, is uh, making masks and getting those delivered uh, to folks. So great idea, Kenneth. Appreciate those, especially those topics, those scripture passages. Man, people are hungry for that today. So, so make sure you share that, and, uh, and those are some great ideas. Appreciate you, Kenneth. Uh, Matthew, when, when you think about a group, a gathering for neighbors, again, we're not talking about a Sunday school class. We're talking about unchurched folks, maybe. <clears throat> what does that group experience uh, need to look like? Well, Tim, one of the things that when I was looking at the outline you put on the blog, I really like uh, what you have included there. And Kenneth, great ideas about connecting and getting to know uh, your neighbors. It just, it just kind of creates a, a totally different environment when you know each other a little bit. And I was noticing that you put prayer as one of the, the key things that you would want to do in that time. And those of us who are followers of Christ, we know how much it means to us when we're going through a difficult time and somebody connects with us and says, hey, I'm praying for you. I, you know, just here in a week or so ago, Kenneth texted me and said, hey, I'm praying for you today. And it was great encouragement to me. Uh, made me pray for him, in fact. Uh, but uh, just can you imagine some of our neighbors who don't know the Lord or not walking with the Lord, uh, and they're concerned at this time, and they're, they're kind of sharing some of their concerns, and you say, hey, let's, can we pray for you? Can we pray about that, how that would uh, encourage them and maybe maybe begin to open them up to the reality that there is a God who cares for them and who can meet their needs. You know, I, I'm part-time with the state and uh, I'm full-time Minister of Education Evangelism on staff at a church here in Warner Robins. And our church staff had, uh, had divided up the entire church roles. We we're trying to call everybody and check on them. And I called a, a gentleman and he wasn't at home, but his cleaning lady was there had a chance to talk with her for a minute, and I prayed with her, and she was so appreciative of somebody taking time just to say, hey, I'm praying for you. I can't imagine if I was not a follower of Jesus how that would make me feel to know somebody was praying for me. That's great. That's great. So uh, this group gathering of our neighbors and our subdivision or the people that are in our general area that we've connected with, 
man, it, it, it is going to be a time for us to discover needs. And then as we discover those needs, uh, praying for, them. because there's, there are needs that, that are out there that we're not going to be able to meet. You know, if they've got a loved one that's in the hospital because of this virus, or they've got a, a friend or a coworker that has passed, I mean, you know, there's not a whole lot that we can do. They can't do a whole lot, but we can pray for them and let them know that we're thinking about them. So that, that is a great reminder for this group, not just to, not just to be uh, about, making sure they got bread and toilet paper, but also making sure that we, we pray for them. So thank you, Matthew, uh, for that. So there, there, there you got it. it, it for you to uh, move the church beyond what it's always been to, to connect with your neighbors through an online gathering. So you got to find out who they are, use the high tech, the low tech methods. And then, and then once you identify who they are, you, you got to invite them to your group. You got to have a platform, what you're going to do, Zoom, Facebook, and then you just got to walk around and say, hey, we're going to have this group, put the card in their mailbox or on their front porch. And then when the group gets together, man, have a time of prayer, have a time of connection, uh, of finding out what their needs are. And if you can meet that need, meet that need. And then don't forget to, to do some Bible study. Kenneth gave us some great ideas. I put uh, the idea of using uh, uh, common stories from scripture, but keep it very basic. And I, and I gave you four questions to ask. So just, you know, again, again, we're not talking about a Sunday school class. We're not talking about a seminary class. We're, we're talking about light Bible study because these people may not be church folks, but it'd be a great way to love on them and introduce them to Jesus and guide them through a very short, brief, basic Bible study. So connect with your neighbors through an online gathering. And I, I think great things will happen. Cool. Well, Scott, back to you. Thank you for letting me take this time. And man, we got a great team. You know what? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I appreciate you guys sharing. Let me, let me throw things out to you that I would love for uh, you to brainstorm. Uh, first thing is, uh, for those of you who are watching, I want you to comment. We've asked several questions along the way. And remember, the strength of our team as a discipleship group in Georgia is the overall team. So we'd love to hear from you some of the questions that we put in the comments. So uh, share with us your ideas. Here's a, a question that was asked to, to me this morning that I don't know that I've been in a part of a lot of conversations that's creating much content or ideas here. But if I were going to create a men, a specific men's group, I was going to try to reach some men in my neighborhood or some ladies in my neighborhood. Um, is anybody doing that? Is anybody trying to, uh, and, and consultants, you can answer this. You can unmute yourself and jump in here. If you've got some, some ideas, um, if you're listening, uh, give us your ideas. Is anybody trying to reach men? specifically during this time? And if you are, how are you doing that? What resource are you, are you doing that with? Um, and then ladies, I had a conversation uh, with Beverly Skinner this morning, and she was, she's really working hard to try to figure out during this time, how can we reach ladies in these neighborhoods, maybe even in rural areas that aren't in a neighborhood? Does anybody have any ideas, been hearing any creative ideas here? Hey, Scott, I want to share something uh, that uh, the ladies' ministry at our church at Second just recently started doing. Uh, they have a, a ministry leadership team, and, uh, and 
for the next two weeks, they have, they have a, a Facebook page and uh, there is a, one of their leadership teams is providing a devotional thought for the day every day. And it's, it's less than five minutes, just sharing with them a little bit, just encouraging them and giving them a chance to respond to that. And that's just a real simple thing we could do with our online platforms uh, to invite ladies to connect with other ladies. That's good, Matthew. Any other thoughts, guys, in men's ministry or among for our ladies? I think one thing I've heard for, for guys is that, you know, we don't, we don't always like jumping on a video call. Uh, we don't maybe aren't as communicative. Um, and so finding those lower tech ways of uh, texting um, really is connecting well with guys. So I know of a men's group at a church um, and, they're, and they literally are just texting more than they did before. Uh, they use GroupMe uh, as the app platform for that, but but that has they've seen an increase in the amount of times that guys will chat back because we are more isolated and they're connecting with that. So like first wave was families, and we saw a lot for preschool and kids and and that. So I love the question, Scott, of what are we doing for men's and women's ministry and not just sitting idly during this time. Good thought. Scott, if I, can, I, I think the issue there is just seizing the day. You know, men, men may not be as communicative and they may not be interested in some of these things, but, but during this time of isolation, there's an opportunity there. People are looking for connections. And so men may be, or women both, may be much more likely to connect with somebody else during this time than they would any other time. So, so we want to seize the day. We want to take advantage of this opportunity. So these things we're talking about connecting with your neighbors, that's where you're just going to begin to learn about these people, learn who they are, what they like, what they're interested in. And you may find through that that there are things that you are already doing that are very similar. You can invite them into that. And, and so uh, just seize the day, you know, take, take advantage of this opportunity we have. Uh, and as Kenneth said earlier, man, we should know our neighbors. Most of us don't, but we should. That, that's where this needs to begin. We need to seize the day here and get to know the people around us if we're going to minister to them and share Christ. That's good. And I noticed Beverly Skinner is actually watching us now. She just uh, see her name popping up on our feed. So if you've got questions, women's ministry directed, maybe resource, she's got a, a list of resources uh, to help you with thinking through if you were to get some ladies together, what would it look like? Um, I've got one men's ministry that I've, I've created some men's group. I've got one running right now. Um, it is Patrick Morley. He's just, he's one of my favorite men's ministry leaders, creating content and resources. He's got a book called How God Makes Men, uh, just an incredible study of just week by week and just character study. So those are some good ideas. Uh, I want to close with a thought because um, we're having a lot of creative ideas. So if you are watching right now and you're doing something at your church that is identifying needs, you're identifying processes, and you are attacking that, I want you to share that in our comments because there are a lot of people asking those questions because here's, this is a big, big pivot for us. We, the last three weeks, we have just been in no crud. How do, how do we go online? How do we get our groups to meet? We can't show up face to face. And like I said in the first viewing, that's not the crisis. The crisis is coming. We're going to start seeing some bigger numbers happen this week. So what are you doing to engage the community to and I was talking with Keith Scott in Duluth, pastor over there, <coughs> and sharing with me this morning. They have partnered with the local school. Of course, the school's not in session. They're not meeting, but they're still partnered with the school 
in the school is sending meals to his church. So his church members are serving the community. So all of those children that were getting those meals at school, those parents are, are coming to his church and serving those parents. Even uh, they're keeping the social distancing. They are focused on health and wellness for everybody involved. But that's a creative way. So let me encourage you. In your community, think in terms of what's, what are the top two to three needs in our community that our church could be involved in that would give us a voice into people's lives so that coming out of quarantine, they trust us. They know that we're not here to get something from you. We're here to give and to serve. Um, another idea that, he, that he's doing at his church is um, it's a multicultural church. So let's say, Tim, let's say you were going to call your small group, right? Well, if, if the only thing that you do is speak English and, you were, and they were going to assign you 30 people, half the people on your phone are going to be speaking to different languages. So they are working through even language barriers, setting people up, making phone calls by um, language to make sure that people are being cared for. Um, one last creative idea, and I, I hope that you guys will continue to, I see some of you are, are dropping some uh, resources and some ideas that you're doing. Appreciate you doing that. Another thought I would just leave as we get ready to close out. I was talking to Eric Eggers at North Metro this morning. I said, man, what are y'all doing? You know, because y'all have such uh, expansive ministries throughout the community, touching lives. And he said, one of the neat things they've done is, their church is working through Send Relief um, to uh, help the medical professionals and hospitals. So they're creating care packages and they're bringing those to the hospitals to care for the people on the front lines who are caring for the people who are getting sick. And man, I'm telling you, if you've seen those videos, um, the pictures of these churches coming in and, and dropping food, you know, for these medical professionals, it's emotional to watch what churches are doing to, to say, listen, this ain't about us. They're, they're crossing those. It's kind of like the woman at the well. They're crossing some of these barriers and saying, listen, we want to love and help you. And another thing that they're doing, um, a lot of their businessmen, they're looking at contacts. And one guy uh, found out that he brought out one of these masks. But his business is basically shut down. So he's donated those masks. Another guy um, is, is part of uh, – uh, an organization that makes pretty good money. So they're hiring some of these restaurants that are going under and they're paying those to bring meals to needy in the community or to hospitals. So just some creative ideas we wanted to drop in there with you guys. We don't want to spend any more time. Tim, thank you for very timely. Um, the outline you provided is incredible. The guys helped us flesh that out really well. Let me give you a last word as we close this thing out. And if you would, Tim, um, when you finish just your, your closing thought here, would you pray for our churches, for our leaders, that we wouldn't get stuck in in just trying to line, but really move to a y'all come to a we go serve? Yep. Be glad to. Let me Let me pray and um, lead us in that prayer. God, we thank you for this day, and we do. Um, even though these days are difficult, we know that you are still on your throne. And so, Father, we worship you and we praise you uh, for who you are, for your goodness, for your, for your greatness, and for the miracles that we have seen every day. And so, Father, help us to see you in the work that you're doing.
God, I pray for our churches. I, I pray for our, our folks that are, that are uh, part of our churches, that, that, that they'll just not sit there, but God, that they will seek you um, and they will listen to you as you call them to, to maybe do something as, as simple as connecting with their neighbors through an online gathering, maybe doing a prayer walk in their neighborhood and putting a card in everyone's mailbox. God, I pray that you would use our folks to make a difference, to love on people, to make you known. God, I pray for our pastors. God, I know that many of them are, are, are tired. They're exhausted. Ministry is totally different than it was last month. God, I pray that you will encourage our pastors. Let them know that they're not alone. Help them. Bring encouragers around them. Protect them physically. Protect them emotionally and spiritually. And God, we just thank you for all that you're doing, and we look forward to what you're going to do as a result of this. May this be what gets the attention of this country and this world. And God, would you use this to bring about a spiritual revival like never before? God, use this to change this world for your glory. That's our prayer. Thank you for this time and these fellows that have joined me in this. Encourage them and bless them and use them as my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And let me remind you, those who are just closing out, make sure to leave a comment. We want to know your questions. We'll continue to interact with you. We're going to be showing a watch party, which is basically is a replay of this uh, tomorrow morning, but we'll also do it towards the end of the week. So if you've got others that can benefit from this, or if you've got some creative ideas or people who are doing well, have them chime in so we can celebrate your wins throughout the state of Georgia. And we have a lot of people in states all around us that are watching these that are part of our group. So you're not just making a difference in Georgia. You're making a difference across the nation. Thanks again. We love you guys and we are here to serve. Have a great afternoon.